are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 160 of the College Loop Podcast. I am not Dylan Lark, and I'm not joined by Harrison Tarr because I am Harrison Tarr. I'm joined today by Mr. Jacob Hillman. We're going to talk hoops. We're going to get in and get out. We had a pretty long show on Sunday. But Hillman, thanks so much for hopping on, man, being the longtime friend of the program. Good buddy of mine for a very long time now and came through the J School ranks. Glad to have you on. Featured episode of Hillmania. Well, it, it, it was nice because last time on the live show, I, I forget what game it was after. It was after the LSU win for women's basketball. Said, let's make sure that my appearance, my next appearance isn't as long as the one prior. And we did just that. So that's right. I'm here, here for it. I'm always ready to get loopy. So yeah, that's are. right. Always feeling loopy. And I, and I appreciate that about you. We're going to do something that I don't know that we've ever done here at the College Loop Podcast. And I'm certain, Dylan, I know you're listening back and you're going to want to beat the hell out of me for doing this. We're going to start with Auburn women's, bas- women's basketball. Um, <laughs> for those of you guys who are turning tuning out uh, with me saying we're starting with women's basketball, shame on you. Because this team is playing a brand of basketball that we thought that they could get to. Uh, under under coach Johnny Harris, uh, Jacob, and we, and we knew that at some point I just called you Jacob. I, I never do that; it makes me cringe every time. But you you mentioned before we got on the got on the show live and and, and talked about an ugly defensive slugfest. I'm a full disclosure, folks. I had a work event that I had to go attend to. Working in marketing is a hell of a gig. I love it, but it, it's it's demanding. Uh, you 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 said it was a different brand today in terms of just kind of out surviving the punches uh, and getting the job done. And some things jumped out to me in the box score, but I want you to walk me through what Coach Jay's squad did to go and grab a, a solid conference win at home against the George Bulldogs. Right. The, the, the big thing, I think, with this game is kind of the storylines of the front end and back end uh, because I, I expected Auburn to win this game, and they needed to win this game. You need to win at home, especially with the start you had to SEC play. But you haven't played since last Sunday in eight days when you won that game against Alabama. Now you've got three games in seven days, including a home game against the number one team in the country on Thursday. So getting off on the right foot after a big break was absolutely necessary. And I think this team really started off uh, really well. They didn't give up a field goal to Georgia in the first five minutes of action. And Georgia made its runs. And that's, that's basketball. Teams make their runs. But this team's defense, this team's game plan, and the commitment to it was really, really uh, impressive. They, they they wanted to pound the ball in the paint. They wanted to put pressure on this Georgia offense, and they did just that all game long. And the Bulldogs weren't able to overcome it uh, at halftime. Auburn had 16 points in the paint. Georgia had zero, zero points in the paint. And th- th- those, those, those stats kind of bounced out in the second half. Georgia ended up scoring 16 in the paint, but Auburn still hammered them inside, getting up to 36 points in the paint. I, I, I think that this team – is really starting to follow its game plans, and especially at home. It, it wasn't the same 7,000, 6,000 fans in attendance on a Monday night. That That's not going to happen. But the crowd was still impressive, and it was still energetic. And that matters to this team. And, and I was impressed by the way this team played, especially when Georgia went on its runs and, and started to creep back into the game. But after halftime, they were really never a threat. Yeah, and, and things that jump off the page, you, first off, you mentioned, uh, Jacob, that you're not going to be able to pull 6,000-plus on a Monday night. Uh, it's just it, That's just the way that the world works. And Auburn men's basketball is a bit of an enigma in that, in that regard because uh, they've just built that kind of brand. And, and and women's basketball, not quite at that level yet. I do believe that we will get there, and we will get there sooner maybe than you and I thought. 
uh, when we were having these conversations two and three years ago. But things that jump off the page for me uh, on court tonight, uh, when just looking at the box score, you mentioned the, the points in the paint, which is huge. Let's talk about second chance points and, and fast break points. I mean, putting up 10 second, uh, second chance points and 20 points off the fast break, turning defense into offense. That is what Auburn's been able to do this year. And that's what they've continued to kind of build off of that helped them tremendously in the LSU game. Let's not forget that. Turning defensive uh, possessions in, into, into offensive points, which is the name of the game if you're going to beat teams that you shouldn't or teams that you should. Yeah, and Collins, I thought, had a really impressive game. She She had some mistakes as well, but – she really seemed confident and, and played her game throughout. Honestly, was the leading scorer, and she's going to do that night in and night out. But Taylor, she's been an X Factor all year long, and, I, and I've been waiting for her to have a takeover game. And I wouldn't call tonight or last night if you're listening uh, tomorrow a takeover game, but she really had the ball 30-plus minutes and, and, and did her thing. She got to the free-throw line a bunch, and – and had four offensive rebounds. That's that's what you, that's all you can ask for from her. And especially with this team, Savannah Scott and uh, Owen Akinbawala, they're both learning. They're young. They're they're figuring things out, and they're going to get there. But right now, you're going to rely on the experience, and, and whether that's sure. Simbane sure. or or Taylor Collins, both of them have played the game for a few more years in college than than Savannah and Owen, but. They've really, uh, I think, helped keep this defensive pressure up uh, because we know what the guards bring on the defensive end. It, it is it is the front court, and we saw it against LSU, one of the best teams in the country. Really, they, they weren't able to get anything consistently going. Uh, Angel, Angel Reese had a great game, but other than that, it wasn't able to stack on th- this defense. So, it's Angel Reese is also Angel Reese. Right. <laughs> it's gonna She's going to get hers. Yeah, she's going to get hers. And, and that's why I, I'm so glad Taylor was able to have a big game and, and a good one and and really build some confidence. Again, the, the box score isn't going to show you that she had a great game. I think she had four turnovers. She, she didn't shoot a great percentage. But when she got the ball, she made something happen. She got to the line. And the defensive end, I thought she really uh, played stellar get some players that were bigger than her. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Taylor Collins, but I'd be remiss if we didn't just touch base for a second about Jemai Mio Young and her, her stretch of, of, of good basketball uh, in the SEC play. A little up and down, that's, that's the name of the game. That's the nature of basketball, unless you are an honesty Scott Grayson, which, by the way, the fact that people are not more not more people are talking about uh, her as honorable mention for SEC player of the year, nuts. Uh, I understand there's a lot of talent in this league. I get that. But she should be in, the, in that mix, uh, certainly at the guard position for all SEC. Uh, just, well, just throwing that out there. I'll tell you what. If you're looking for an award winner on this Auburn basketball team, it's Caitlin Duhon as sixth yeah. man of the year. Absolutely. She, she has been really impressive. She got banged up a little bit, uh, I think, in the first half, late in the first half. Uh, got hit in the nose, had a bloody nose. So, we, you know, she went back in the locker room, looked a little dazed, and you're wondering if she'd come back in the game, especially when you have this tough three games in seven-day stretch. She comes back into the second half, and she plays her tail off. I, I, I think that Duhon is a big catalyst for this team. I keep waiting for Sydney Shaw to develop, but that's a whole other conversation for another time because I think she yeah. has the, the pieces uh, to be kind of – The ceiling, not not to steal from MJ, the ceiling is the roof. Like, yeah. she, 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 she can shoot the lights out, and I think she's a great playmaker as well. She, Facilitator. Yeah, like what you get from Marshawn Bostic, you also get with Sydney Shaw, but you also get a little bit of honesty, Scott Grayson. But I still think that shooting needs to find a more consistent form for.
for Sydney to really okay. use that playmaking okay. ability. Once she does that, then teams are going to have to respect all areas of her game, and that's when things will start to flow. I've, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times about Sydney Shaw, and I know that she's not a factor in this. I'm just kind of throwing that out there, uh, and, and not, not a factor in this game against Georgia on, on Monday afternoon. But she's got the tools that you wonder if she can put something together. She could be honestly Scott Grayson-esque in terms of facilitating. If she can get the shooting consistent, she's not going to get shooting consistency at the level of honestly Scott Grayson. You're just not going to get many of those, and it's just not going to happen a ton. Right. And, he's got and, the and on, right, and honestly, his primary position is shooting guard. She's playing off the ball and doing things like that. I think Sydney can play really well with the ball and, and run an offense. We saw it a lot last year, and, yeah. and, I, and I saw flashes of greatness last year. This year, I don't think it's happened as much because I think Jemiah Mingo Young has come in with that yeah. veteran presence. And hopefully going forward, City can learn from that, grow from it, and become one in their own. I think it I think it only helps. Uh, but I, I guess to dial it back to, to the Auburn win over over Georgia on Monday night. I, this group, let's. I'd be, I don't want to skim over the fact that 39% from the field isn't like the sexiest number you've ever seen, but it's it's pretty damn impressive in terms of trying to put things together and, and finding consistency. Basketball is a game, game of runs, and when you don't have your absolute best shooting night, which Auburn didn't shoot horrid, but when you don't have your absolute best shooting night, being able to put something together like that and put a team in the dust uh, by you know by 10 plus, by, by double figures, eight quick math, 18. I got a journalism degree and cut me some slack, so did Joe. <laughs> by 18 i mean you got to be happy with where you're at if you're coach jay and company especially welcoming a certain team uh from columbia south carolina on thursday right and last thing on this on this georgia matchup and this is not the best this is not the same georgia team that came to neville arena no. two years ago that not ranked the top 25 it, it, it it's not the best this year it's had chances to win games but like auburn in the in the early parts of sec play just has not been able to get it done and tonight that, that's what you said. 18-point win, that's what you got to do against the teams that you're supposed to do it. And like you said, coming up Thursday, number one South Carolina, it was good that Auburn was able to use its bench it, uh, tonight, last night, against Georgia and it, be able to rest honesty. I can tell she started to cramp up a little bit early in that fourth quarter. She had played 30-plus minutes, and they were able to get her out when that started to happen and, and, and play Carson McFadden. And, and other players. So I'm excited to see uh, what the team looks like on Thursday because you, you should be rested up, but you got banged up a little bit against Georgia, whether that was Caitlin uh, getting hit in the face or Jemiah went down on one of the first few possessions. She was fine. She came back in just later in the quarter. But again, Where and there. You, yeah, exactly. You get a week off, but then right back in it. And that, that kind of shocks you. So obviously South Carolina is going to be one of the more physical teams in the country and in, especially in this league, you, you dealt with it it's a little bit. Most physical. Right. You, you dealt with it a little bit a couple of weeks ago against LSU and LSU obviously put up a good fight against South Carolina this past weekend. Wasn't able to get it done, but you, you, you're going to have to hope for another, I think big crowd and, and, and just a spark from the beginning. I, I, I don't think you can go down to this team. And if that happened against LSU, Auburn took, an early lead. LSU battled back, but falling behind early is is how you lose these big games against these highly ranked opponents that just feel like Goliaths. And unfortunately, Auburn has the proof of concept uh, of pulling this upset in Neville Arena. And whether that's this year against LSU, two years ago against Tennessee, or wherever, you know, two years ago, right? You know what this team and this coaching staff is capable of. 
of, of getting ready uh, for Thursday night. People are certainly going to, or not going to, people are already taking notice of what Auburn's doing in the SEC in terms of where they're at in the rebuild against, um, I'm sorry, give me one second. As my girlfriend doesn't know that I'm recording the College League podcast, this happens kind of often. But uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as, as I mentioned beforehand, uh, there's a lot of people turning their heads and starting to say, okay, Auburn may be, may be for real sooner than we thought. Uh, and and I certainly, like you mentioned, good to have that proof of concept. We're going to roll over. You mentioned a second ago about honestly Scott Grayson playing 30-plus. We're going to talk about another young man who played 30-plus on Saturday afternoon here in just a moment. Before we do so, I want to remind everybody, if you're watching on the YouTube stream, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell right here on the College Loop Podcast. You can stay up to date with everything we have coming out, not just with us, but with the War Report Podcast family. And if you guys are listening on a streaming platform, make sure you give us five stars or thumbs up, whatever the highest rating is on your show, streaming platform of choice. Hillman, I cannot speak English tonight, and I'm really fighting for my life over here. Share the show you'll with a friend. You'll, be, you'll figure it out. You just got, you just got to let me. It's, it's like BP. Let me play through it. I'll, I'll, I'll figure right. it out. Exactly. Sorry, don't, don't call the timeout. Anyway, that, I'm sorry. I couldn't stop myself there. Uh, if you're Like I said, if you're listening on a streaming platform, make sure to share with a friend so we can continue to grow the brand and grow the family for the College Loop Podcast. If you want to support the show in other ways, you can head over to thewarreport.com, pick up your very own College Loop War Report co-branded film loopy t-shirt those are only 25 dollars. they come in five different colorways everybody looks good in one we need to get my boy jacob hillman in one you can pick that up on only on the warreport.com and once you purchase your war report co-branded feeling loopy t-shirt make sure you head over to your social media platform of choice tag us and use hashtag feeling loopy that's feeling without the g and send us a selfie tag us and we'll throw it over the next stream recording show whatever that looks like and we will make sure we spotlight you guys thank you guys so much for your continual love and support you guys are the reason we're able to do what we are able to do and continue to make content, hashtag Auburn content. So getting back into Auburn hoops, we're going to flip over to the men's side of the ball here, Hillman. And the outlook's a little bit different there. Uh, there's just no two ways about it. Auburn on a two-game skid, losing to Alabama on the road and then heading to Starkville, Mississippi, and kind of effectively getting it handed to themselves. Didn't lose in a, you know, in a, in a dramatic fashion uh, in terms of point differential, but just never really able to put stuff together. You know, Dylan Carwell getting into early foul trouble, this team kind of beating itself. We could sit down here and break down the X's and the O's and talk about how Auburn beats Vanderbilt on Wednesday night. We we, we could do that. And if you want to go in that direction, feel free. But what I've, we've already got that proof of concept. And, and Auburn effect, effectively, you, can, you can't say this, I can. Auburn effectively whooped Vanderbilt's ass on the, uh, right. on the road. There is a clear formula as to how you take care of, of the Commodores. My question for you, Hillman, and this is what I want to explore here, is one, I guess you can lead in with how they get it done against Vanderbilt, but two, how do they use this game, not only to get back on the right track, because you, you got to win, there's no question there, but how do they use this game as an opportunity to get back to figuring out who they are and what kind of basketball they're capable of playing? Yeah, first, first things first is you're back at home. That that That's the obvious thing. No matter who you were playing, it, it was it's good to get back to Neville Arena in front of the jungle, in front of us, in front of a place you haven't lost in, in so long. Tomorrow night, the 50th consecutive sellout at Neville Arena. That's that that that's an incredible number, that's an incredible feat for Coach Pearl and, and and this program. But again, getting back on track after those two losses last weekend, like you said, we know what Vanderbilt's capable of, and it, it's not high level basketball at this point in the season. Uh, they're they're desperate for a win. That that sure. that's that's something that plays a factor a little bit. But I, I just don't see anything that they do well enough that can overcome what Auburn is going to bring tomorrow night, uh, especially at home and with the bounce back ability that I feel like they've proven they had when they lost 
to App State back in December. Next game against Indiana and Atlanta, one by 30. Now, this is the first time they've lost since then. Uh, obviously, I don't want to go back to November because you followed up the Baylor game with the Southeastern Louisiana game, not really a comparable matchup there. Sure. But here, two straight losses, you're back at home. And I really think, again, it, 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 it it's really about just doing what you've been doing, uh, but cleaning the small things up. Obviously, against Mississippi State, you didn't rebound really any. Uh, I think Alabama in that game, you, you rebounded well enough, but there were critical rebounds you missed. Whether that was a box out of Grant Nelson on that on that reverse dunk, whatever it was, that that's where it's got to start. And again, you mentioned Dylan Cardwell getting in foul trouble in Starkville. Should I have played thirty four minutes? And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because he hasn't had to play that much. So he's got the energy. He's got uh, the ability to do that. And he's a player that can take over. We saw that in Tuscaloosa, 25 points, 14 rebounds. That, that is a, that is a dominant performance. He didn't have that kind of stat line against Mississippi state because the game was low scoring. And that's just not what you're going to get in that kind of game. Sure. Sure. But I think he dominated in a similar fashion there. Tolu Smith, I think, could have done a lot more damage if if it weren't for Janai Broom guarding him. Absolutely. So, as far as moving forward, it really is about going back to the bread and butter. Your point guards cannot be turning the ball over. They need to be playmaking. We talked about this early in SEC play, that assist-to-turnover ratio with a freshman guard and then a sophomore that really didn't play a ton last year in critical minutes. But now – you're, you're 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 starting to make those mistakes. I would say those freshman mistakes, and, and, and struggling a little bit shooting the ball. Now again, you're back at home. That that, that should change. That that should even out. But then look ahead because we're not the team. We're not the coaching staff. I'm going to look ahead to Saturday because I think that's the game where you really got to prove it. Tomorrow sure. night, you want to win, and you want to win by a considerable margin because Vanderbilt's the worst team in the SEC. But if you if you get a struggle win, so be it. Saturday though at Ole Miss, you have to back up that 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 when you had a couple weeks weeks ago in Neville Arena, and yep. you've got to get a quad one win. You, you've got to. You have you, to. You've got plenty of opportunities the rest of the schedule, but you get you're playing catch up at this point. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And and I I got. I pissed some people off in the comments section on, on the Sunday live stream. Shocker, I know it's unlike me, but. I mentioned, you know, Auburn, to this point, their lone SEC road win, uh, excuse me, one of two road wins uh, come against Vanderbilt. Your other one comes against Arkansas. Arkansas is smelly and bad. Uh, that team is just not good compared to what we where we thought they were going to be and where Eric Musselman's staff kind of positioned them to be. I think that they are so underachieving that it's unbelievable. But your proof of concept right now is not spectacular. Bud Walton, tough place to play. Tough place to play. Win the win the ball game, get out of there. I get it. You go and you you beat a Vanderbilt team as you mentioned just a second ago. Dylan, oh no, excuse me, I called you Dylan Hillman. Uh, that's just rude of me, and I apologize to all parties. But you, you mentioned it a second ago, Hillman. That you know you go on the road and you take down Vanderbilt. Cool, worst team in the SEC, and you and you got to thump them again on Wednesday night. Tomorrow night as the show's coming out, but you got to go to Oxford and play a team that's playing above their ceiling, in my opinion, still to this point, and take on a couple of guys, one on the coaching staff, one on the starting five that really don't want to get swept by you this year. 
and, and, and an entire hostile environment of people that are starting to buy into the fact that maybe Ole Miss basketball can be headed on their way back up. Mm-hmm. And you need a, pro- a real proof of concept. And I really think that this this Ole Miss team is one that you don't really want to catch on a home and home going to their place a second time. Right. I, I think I think I think it's, I think it's very much an advantage to playing a team a second time back at home because obviously you get to see what they're doing and, and you're at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, that that's going to be a tough matchup, but I think Auburn really exploited Ole Miss and. Sure. You know, I, I don't know if, if it, it's tough to say because I, I really feel like those guards uh, can really can really can really morale Flanagan and so on can 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 really break open a game and, and do things to a team that wears them down and, and it doesn't allow you to stay in the game. But I, I do think that Auburn's defense, especially on the inside, and we know what Alan Flanagan is going to try to do. He he right. loves driving to the rim. He loves drawing contact. And I, I think Jerry Broom and Jalen Williams thrive in that, as well as Dylan Cardwell and Shannon Johnson. So I think you I think you match up well with all this. I, I think you do. Agree. Agree. But again, road game, you've got to shoot the ball. That that yeah. that is point number one, I think. And rebounding, I, I'm I'm gonna let the rebounding slide to an extent on Saturday because I think Mississippi State's that good at, at, at that playing that game and, and and really doing that. A lot of those offensive rebounds were unacceptable, but, again, I, I think Mississippi State, that's just the game they play. It's not the game Auburn plays. Yeah, well, I, that kind of backs up my two two real big points that I, that I would like to see Auburn kind of move toward on Wednesday. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start there. You mentioned that Auburn had to play Mississippi State's game. Uh, I'm sick of that. I, I am. And it, that's not just me saying this because, you know, rah, rah, go Auburn. It is – this Auburn team is better than that Mississippi State team. I still maintain I think this Auburn team is better than that Alabama game, Alabama team. Alabama, you get them on the road, you get them home and home. It's a rivalry. Throw that out the window. But let's talk about that where that where you're at after Mississippi State. I do not love the concept of Auburn playing to its opponent's tempo, to its opponent's game. Um, there were a couple of moments on Saturday. Full disclosure, Hillman, I, I called out and said, "Who had scout on Saturday?" I don't need you to answer that because I don't need to name drop anybody. But you, you sit there and wonder. Why is Auburn letting the other team, their opponent, dictate their pace of play, their shot selection, and how they're going to play the game when that's just not their bread and butter? I get it. The basketball is a game of runs. It's a game of momentum. And who's doing what better at that given moment? But I'd like for Auburn to get back to to who it is on on Wednesday, uh, running their their tempo of the ball, using shot clock. I mean that they like to get their set early and, and get it get it in, into the rack quick. But at the same time, when they run run sets and actually be able to ex- are able to execute like those high ball screens um, uh, uh, that, that Bruce Pearl loves to go to so often. They have a lot of success running the offense. Let let yourself dictate the pace of the game. Part two for that for me is, and you touched on this for a second. I'm just going to call a spade a spade here, and I'm not being overly critical. I'm trying to you know respect your your boundaries here, Mr. Hillman. But the the guard play's got to be better. I, I don't think that I that's that's a ridiculous claim. And that goes not just for Aiden Holloway, not just for Donaldson. Katie Johnson's shot selection needs to improve. Uh, his you you get you take the good and the bad with him. You do. Um, and then a, I I'd like to see Auburn lean a little more on Denver Jones. Yeah, that, and, that and was really my point. Yep, I'll I'll let you expand there. Well, because I think because you're you're right. I I think Aiden and and not as much Trey, but I think Aiden especially has struggled the last couple of games. I think Trey is Trey's been fine. Yeah, uh, I agree. but 
again, it's one of those things where going back to your point of playing your offense, it feels like when Aiden's the point guard, it's a more deliberate style, run those half-court sets. Whereas when Trey's in the game, because it's usually with Katie Johnson, Chad Baker, Bizarra, Dylan Cardwell, Katie Johnson, you're you're running a full-out blitz and, and, and trying to score in transition, cause chaos on the defensive end, so on and so forth. As far as the offensive end goes with these guards and especially I think the shooting guards with KD and Denver, I, I, I'm hoping that KD's just going through a slump like Aiden. Yeah, agreed. Aiden's a little bit different because he's a freshman. It's going to happen. We, we knew this was coming. Sure. KD's a little different because obviously he's a senior and we've seen this from him before. Is this going to be a two-game thing? Is this going to be a three, four, five-game thing? Hopefully, it's only two games because that, that's what we've seen the last couple. Because uh, the good for him is very good. Right, exactly. And, the bad for him is very bad. <laughs> and, I think, and I think even to give him credit, he's been phenomenal on the defensive end. Even Absolutely. No, no doubt. No doubt. On offense. So, it, it, it's all about, again, I think you're right. I think it's a shot selection for him. Why not give some of those shots to Denver Jones? Now, obviously, they're not in the game at the same time. But it, I think Denver – is waiting for that moment to click, and I and I think he knows it's coming. I'm just waiting for that random 20, 25 point performance from him. It's good it for it. Be, it could be tomorrow night again against against the team. That could be tomorrow night, but you, you can't you can't really pressure that on someone. You can't really revolve the game plan around someone like that. Uh, now. Let's see. Let, let, let's see him do a little bit more. I, I just want to see the ball in his hands and, and let him uh, do his thing because we know what he could do at FIU last year. We, we've seen glimpses of it. I mean, I remember that Baylor game, yep. game one. He made several threes and it was like, okay, this is this is gonna be a guard heavy team. And sure enough, it's it's bounced out. I wouldn't say it's front court heavy, but it's bounced out more than I thought it would. Yeah, I think that, that, that you're absolutely right. Uh, Denver Jones has also just, the past few games been playing great basketball. It's just it's just minute restrictions in my in my in my humble opinion. Not that I'm the coach, it's not my you know not my place to say whether or not he needs to be playing more or less. But I, I th- I'd ha- I'd have to look at his plus minus and his efficiency ratings. I imagine they're high, uh, and I, I'm not sure about the plus minus as much as efficiency. Uh, he's he's great with shot selection and good at following his own shot. Also, not a bad facilitator and can put the ball on the floor. I'd be, I'd be very interested to see his possibilities. I think a big part of this, uh, Hillman, is that you got to get all your guys trending in the right direction right now because you got a handful yeah. of guys trending in opposite directions. Uh, Katie Johnson well, trending down, Dylan Cardwell trending down, Cheney Johnson trending up. Would you have believed any of that at the beginning of the year? Man, I, here's the thing about him. I hit The mid-range he was hitting these past couple of games, oh, yeah. Jamar Smith out there. It, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy because in that first half against Mississippi State, my, I thought, man, our the, our best chance is giving it to Cheney on the elbow, because what else are you going to do on the offensive end? So you're you're right, and you mentioned the metrics, and I think that's an important thing to remember going forward is that you just played your two toughest games other than Tennessee on the road of the year. I, I would say I, I don't think Ole Miss this Saturday is any tougher. I don't think Kentucky at home is tougher because it's at home, sure. and I really there. I don't can't really think of any other road games that would be more difficult. Georgia's not going to be more difficult than what you just faced, and uh, I'm not ready to go there yet. I'm you, you might you might be right, and that could change in two weeks. But right now, 
That might be my Athens-induced PTSD speaking, but it's uh, fair. Fair enough. But that Georgia team is unfortunately playing better basketball than I expected. Yeah, they are. They are for sure. So I I guess Florida on the road could definitely be up there. I forgot about that game. Point B: the metrics still favor Auburn as an elite team. Now, does necessarily the net look at it? They do kind of. We're still in the top ten in net. That's that's a positive, but that that if you don't get the win this Saturday, I think that's going to start to wane a little bit. So, you win Saturday, your resume looks better. The metrics obviously still, and then I think you start to see the flow. It's like you get into February, and after that Ole Miss game, you got a chance at revenge against Alabama, and then yeah. and then that's when it really starts to pick up. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, if 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 uh, if Auburn wins their next couple of ball games, I'm going to be unreasonably optimistic for Auburn to steamroll Alabama at Neville Arena. And that's the thing is, Coach Pearl's talked about this a lot. You got to win the games you're supposed to win. That is sure. pretty much every home game. That, that is every home game. And then obviously, when you go on the road to Vanderbilt, when you go on the road to Missouri in March, hopefully, hopefully Missouri doesn't have some kind of uh, insanity run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So there's plenty of time for that. But that that's his whole point is you gotta win those games and then you gotta pick you've gotta win a couple of tosses. Those 50-50s. You lost two of them already. I think Florida's gonna be considered a 50-50. I think that'll be a very close line. Uh and then you're gonna have a Tennessee game where they're probably gonna be favored by five points. So sure. I I really think that those are two of the games that you look at, you say, get one or two of those you're going to have a chance to win the SEC. Yeah, I agree. I think you, you, you nailed, put the, hit the nail on the head there, Mr. Hillman, and I appreciate your time and, for that. And I, think, and I think one other thing to note is that we're, we're in a spot where, obviously, the last couple of years, you've won, you won the SEC with Jabari and Walker. After that, you, you get an early exit to Miami. And then the next year, and, and not to mention Tampa, where you didn't win a game. And then last year, yeah, I know. Last year, you lose to Arkansas in the first round. Did you like go see Batman or something? Like, yes, I did. It was, yes, <laughs> great movie, great, great Tampa theater down there. <laughs> and then you go, you, you beat Iowa, but you lose to Houston. So the last couple of years, that the tournament success hasn't been what Auburn fans have expected. Last year, obviously, you, you you took the Iowa win, but you probably wanted to beat that Arkansas team that you already beat earlier in the year. Sure. So this year, I think you look at it as all right, go and get a top four seed in the SEC tournament because that's probably a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. And hopefully you can make uh, a a decent run, win a game or two, make it to the championship. You do that, that can bump you up to a three seed. I I think that's what it's all about right now is positioning for the NCAA tournament. And it starts with Ole Miss on Saturday. Obviously you got to win tomorrow against Vanderbilt. But as far as building the resume – I'm looking at all this game as must win. John Rothstein doesn't have anything on you, my friend. You just simply no ball, and I appreciate your time. If you guys want to, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap things up here before I let Mr. Hillman go and and appreciate him. Uh, to make sure you guys all give him his love and support and his flowers. But before we do so, I want to remind everybody to make sure to like, subscribe, ring the bell right here on the College Loop YouTube channel. Make sure you give us your comments in the, in the section your comment section below. Tell us how you thought Hillman did. Give him an A plus. That's the only grade that I would accept for his appearance, his impromptu appearance, since Dylan Lark is. Fighting a migraine like hell right now. Yeah, feel better, uh, Dylan. 
Yeah, yeah. Feel better, Dylan. Hoping that he can he can outlive the uh, headache allegations. Hoping he can survive those. Uh, support the so the show everywhere that you can, whether that be on the YouTube stream by giving, liking, subscribing, ring the bell, and dropping comments. If you're listening on a streaming platform, make sure you give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever the highest rating is on your streaming platform of choice. Share the show with a friend so we can continue to grow the family. If you want to continue supporting the show elsewhere, you can head over to the WarReport.com. I'm really struggling today. To the WarReport.com. Pick up your very own College Loop WarReport Podcast Network coat branded feeling loopy t-shirt five different colorways 25 dollars use hashtag feeling loopy feeling without the g on whatever social media platform you find the most enticing and tag us and it will throw it up on the next show or stream mr hillman tell everybody where they can find you love you support you and check out your work yeah follow me on twitter at jacob hillman au also follow the auburn sports network on twitter at au sports network we've got a little week uh it, it, it starts with tiger talk well i guess tomorrow uh, with the men's basketball broadcast against Vanderbilt, Andy Bertram, Sonny Smith, Brian Law had the call. Uh, is that game at 8 or – yeah. So 7.30 Central airtime. And then Thursday we have Tiger Talk at 6 o'clock from Baumhauer's. Uh, Andy will have uh, those interviews. And then women's basketball at 7 o'clock against number one South Carolina. Britt Bowen, Dr. Larry DeShera had the call uh, on the Auburn Tigers app. And then obviously Saturday the Tigers travel to Ole Miss. And I think, that's, I think that, that is a massive game. Absolutely. The Tigers. Absolutely. Make sure you go support Jacob Hillman and the Auburn Sports Network. I'm Harrison Tarr at by Harrison Tarr, the Bird app, and on Instagram. If you want to, guys want to come hang out with me, send me your hot takes, your cold takes, anywhere in between. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. That's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, I don't know, Facebook, whatever, anything beyond. That's all at the College Luke. There's no gimmicks. You can find us there. We will be on whatever streaming platform hashtag on here. Support the show. Do everything you can. Take care of yourselves. Take care of, your, of each other. I usually wait till Dylan says, and with all that being said, this has been the College Look Podcast, and I throw up a little heart and say, love you guys. So I love you guys. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the game and War Eagle. War Eagle.